0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Clock In, Vibe Out. I am your host, Raina. Tyra Banks couldn't quite make it today to announce, so she passed it off to me. This week, I am joined by my version of America's Next Top Model. Today, I'm joined by Tyson Andrews. Tyson, thanks for being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Super stoked to have you on because I have not had any models at all on my show yet. And I think that modeling is a really important part of the entertainment industry. So I'm super excited to pick your brain a little bit.
1: I'm glad I get to be the the unofficial liaison for the modeling industry. So...
0: Yes, coming with the model knowledge and the SAT words, I love it.
1: Drawing my best, I
0: love it. So I met Tyson one time, maybe twice, right before I moved away to Arizona. Super brief, and yeah, I've just seen your career blossom, and I love to follow people that I kind of know, just because I feel like I'm really invested in everybody's lives when they're on a mission.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we met at a UW frat party. I sophomore year in college. Which definitely was was pre-glow up.
0: That was pre-glow up for everyone. Yeah, that was tough times.
1: We were just getting by. We were doing our best and just getting Literally, by.
0: Literally, we were doing the very bare minimum. It's absolutely crazy to me though when I think about it all the time because I think I was like freshly 18 and it's wild to me now to see the girls that are freshly 18 because I'm like, oh shoot, like I thought I was cute at the time but now I'm like, oh my God, if that is what I, no, absolutely not. Could not have done it.
1: That's how it goes for me every step of the game. Like, I remember being 18. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so grown. I'm, I'm still adult. Like, sign me up. I'm adult now. And then 18-year-olds now, I'm like, you're children.
0: That's so true. My sister is about to turn 16. And I just remember when I was 16, I thought I was the biggest, baddest bitch ever. But I look at her and I'm like, oh, sweet little baby.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. Especially having siblings. Like, my little brother isn't a senior in college next year. And I'm like, nope. I refuse to acknowledge that. You're still 12.
0: <laughs> Doesn't that make you feel old?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm 25 this year. I'm I'm beyond old.
0: You know what I always say to people who are turning 25? What's that? If you round up, you're 30. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Absolutely. we're No more rounding down. I'm no longer in my no 20s. More. 30s. No more. Early 30s for sure.
0: My grandma loved her retirement home though. So if you want me to slide you the number after this, I totally can.
1: Yeah, please. I mean, I think right now it might be a little dicey. Um, there's a kind of, a situation going on but as soon as it over give me the deets and i'll <laughs>
0: for sure for sure i'm gonna stop clowning on you for now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your career I actually Googled you. I Google all my guests. I just sometimes find some interesting little tidbits. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there actually is another Tyson Andrews. He is a CrossFit legend in Australia, apparently. There was no pictures of this man at all. And I guess that that should have been a red flag that I was not looking at the right person. But it probably took me a good 15 minutes down the CrossFit rabbit hole before I realized that it was not you.
1: Okay. In case that's- you're wondering,
0: <laughs> there's another Tyson Andrews.
1: That's a very humbling experience. I don't think I've Googled myself yet. And I was just about to, but I think I'll refrain. You haven't? Uh-uh. I don't think there's anything Google worthy yet. I think uh I think my Facebook page pops up and then if you if you were to go to my Facebook page, it'd just be a bunch of photos from my grandma. So that's that's oh, my no, that, no. that's my web representation right now.
0: Yeah, um, I actually Google myself a lot more than I would like to admit. I think half of it is my narcissism showing. But also, I do like to check out the podcast, see if the SEO is doing well. So I'm going to use that as my excuse. Um, But also, yeah, mine comes up with like, did you do track in high school?
1: No, I played football.
0: I did track in high school and all of our stats and stuff were online from every single meet every meet i've ever done okay big and brag that still pops up that still pops up right away and it's so embarrassing because i thought i was a track star but i was not and i like don't want employers to really be on my athletic.net page from when i was 17 years old but that's a different story
1: i was about to ask can you link your stats with your linkedin or is that just no is that a no-go
0: um you know i thought about it i did think about it um But, you know, my career didn't it didn't end at the Olympics like I was convinced it was going to. So I had to move on. I had to move on.
1: Okay, that's big. That's big of you.
0: Also, um, UW PiFi is getting a lot of clout from you as well. There was another website that your name was linked to and I clicked on it and it was just like this big PiFi ad. So I'm not sure.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. well, (laughs) absolutely. At least there's there's some diversification in my web presence.
0: And, you know, they do like some fundraising and stuff. So you're a philanthropist.
1: Perfect. Can I write that off? I had to do my big boy taxes this year's and I hated <laughs> oh, it. Oh,
0: easily. Did you already do yours? Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm just getting the emails. My Robinhood account keeps emailing me, but I'm like, you guys have paid me four cents in dividends. Calm down.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's what's... a write off. You got this. But I'm so sorry. I totally derailed you. So where were we?
0: How did you get started with modeling?
1: In college, I picked up a photography minor because i was so sick of having my photo taken like little known fact i hate having my photo taken so i was like okay if i'm behind the camera uh, hey
0: tyson you know yeah, you're, exact- a, you're a model <laughs>
1: <laughs> wrong career path for sure but when i was okay. a junior when i was a junior in college i was just like uh i'm gonna take all these photos of my friends because i'm sick of people taking photos of me you know what i mean if i can't control my photos i can control other people's photos And just going through the avenues of photography, meeting local models, going to shows, um, ended up brushing shoulders with kind of the Seattle talent, I guess. And, you know, someone mentioned a couple agencies and they're like, hey, you know, you should try modeling. And I'm like, eh, it's not really for me. Like, I I don't know. But they're like, "You, you got the look, just do it. So that summer, I think I did a boudoir shoot with a friend of mine, which was really fun. Um, super intimate. For anyone who doesn't know what boudoir is, I mean, I wasn't fully naked, but undies and clothes it was really nice. I kind of wanted; an, it was kind of like trial by fire. I wanted to know if I would actually enjoy it, and that was one of the best shoots to date because it was, it was creative and it was artistic, and the photographer and the creative director were amazing. So I had this kind of rolodex of images, and I'm like, all right, let's give let's give these agencies a shot, and I tried everyone. Um, I tried SMG. And I don't even think I made it past the door. It's like, no, not not us. And then I tried a couple international models or uh, agencies. And they're like, sorry, like, uh, you're built a little too big, um, too many tattoos, better luck somewhere else. And then uh, as luck would have it, I dropped some of my info with Hefner, which is a Seattle agency. And I got a call back and I went in that one day and the owner was there. Her name's Nancy Pepler. And um, she was immediately stoked by me, which was which was an amazing feeling. And she's like, we need you doing runway, we need you doing fitness, we want you doing it all. And then that was kind of how it started. You know, I was a senior in college when this kind of started to take shape.
0: Well, that's a really nice turn of events, huh?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a testament to just like, just put yourself out there. Because the worst thing that can happen is someone's going to say no. And if that's the worst thing, then just go ahead and do it, right?
0: First of all, this lady, Nancy, I just was picturing her as Edna Mode. just so excited about showing you the super suits. So that is fantastic. But anyways, agencies. So I am pretty ignorant to modeling. I don't really know much about it. The only information I've ever gotten about it is from America's Next Top Model. And I am not really sure how accurate any of that is.
1: In essence, I would say an agency is kind of like a sports team. Um, and they represent a series of, you know, models, athletes to fit the analogy. And, uh, most agencies, at least now, um, they have a specific Rolodex of clients they have. So when they're booking new models, they're like, okay, are they fashion? Are they fitness? Are they editorial? Are they commercial? So there's specific agencies that specialize in areas of fashion. So when it comes to recruiting and signing, they just kind of, they kind of gauge your profile profile. Um, And try to feel out if you would be a fit for them, you know, because like some agencies work exclusively with Nordstrom, right? And some agencies work exclusively with Fred Meyer. So it's just about finding your fit, right? Beyond just finding you jobs, they're a group of people that make sure you get paid because...
0: Oh, we love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Little known fact, nobody wants to pay models. No one in the history of ever has ever wanted to pay models, whether it's runway or Nike or whatever. They No one wants to pay them. So your agency is kind of like your legal backbone, I guess.
0: It's really crazy how all of the different industries or like subsects of the entertainment industry, I guess you could say, are so different because... For the music industry, it's all a completely different process. There's business managers that make sure you get paid and your agent is specifically for booking and then your manager is for like everything else. But kind of sounds like an agency is all of that wrapped into one for models.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, now with Instagram and kind of just, I guess, the internet, things are a lot more competitive. So everyone's kind of competing with each other. So they're definitely trying to sign as many people as they can Just in case someone's the next Bella, you know. So it's definitely a numbers game. If they have if they have more models, the higher likelihood of them discovering the next big star.
0: So what's the process like then of booking a job? Like, do you? So your agent is one hundred percent responsible for getting you into the jobs. Like they would. We'll go back to your Nordstrom example. So if I'm your agent. Nordstrom would tell me that I have this campaign for X, Y, and Z. And then in the agents had, they're like, oh, Tyson would be perfect for this. Let me call him. And then that's it.
1: It can happen one of two ways. So sometimes Nordstrom will hit up all the agencies and they'll be like, hey, we need blank. And it'll be kind of like a profile for a guy and a girl. Height, weight, look. And then the my agency will kind of pool together their selections and then essentially... Uh, We would all meet together and go into like a private room and then they would just kind of give you a little interview and pull up your book and photos. But, oh, what do you do? And it's just small talk. Um, So it's more kind of like an audition, but you don't get to act. You just they just have to look at your face, (laughs) Um, which is very nerve wracking.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: Or there's kind of the flip side where they request, you know, a look of people and then your agency sends them like a big stack and they pick you by face like, oh they're perfect and then you kind of expedite the audition process and they just pick you from a pile.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. See, I just think that's also fascinating because it's so, I it, this is like a whole other world. I, I had no idea about any of this. I feel like I'm asking Google right now. In music and in movies and all that kind of stuff, you can typically book a job or like get exposure or something without being represented by somebody. But for modeling, can you book a job without an agency, or is it majority of the time through the agency?
1: Oh, absolutely. There, I have a lot of friends that are independent. A lot of times, uh, models don't want to pay that fifteen percent, and um, companies don't want to like pay on the books. So I, you know, I've had friends and acquaintances who do stuff for for you know Kim K and Fenty and and Rihanna who don't have agents that just were booked on Instagram. They show up on the day, they get paid cash and they just bounce. And that's, that's how they make a living.
0: (laughs) Wait, that's sick.
1: Yeah. But those people are like next level beautiful. And I'm like, but yeah, it's, it, you can, that's one thing that is kind of cool about social media is you can pretty much build your own career for any type of, uh, Avenue you want to go, which is kind of crazy.
0: That's true. There is, a lot of opportunity to be had on the internet. And if you have enough time and enough balls, you can pretty much meet anyone. I've been doing that on like a daily basis. I make a list of people who I want to talk to and I just stalk them on um, LinkedIn and sometimes Instagram. It works out super well no restraining order so far. So that's a win.
1: Well, good on you. And what's great is this is such a cool opportunity and people love to hear behind the scenes stuff for everything, whether you're a model or a musician, or I don't know if you work for a Multi million dollar hedge fund. Everybody wants to know what's happening behind the scenes. If any models out there listening or anyone who's interested in modeling, shoot as much as you can. Build a book, build a portfolio, um, learn your angles. And the best piece of advice I was given was just practice, practice, practice. And then, you know, things right now are, are dicey because COVID, because not a lot of agencies are signing right now. But you know, build a little portfolio that you can bring to agencies when things open up again and know that there's so many agencies out there and that you're the right fit for someone. You know, just because you heard no 10 times doesn't mean you won't hear yes the 11th. So persevere for sure.
0: This is exciting and I want to talk about it. So you were recently in Vogue. I was. That's crazy. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm gonna round the applause for that one. Tyson, that is crazy. That's literally nuts. Okay, so you were in Vogue for the launch of Human Nation, which is a brand that Russell Wilson and Sierra's retail company created. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because that's crazy. I'm not even a model, but it's my dream to be in Vogue. So way to go.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Of course. it It was definitely one of the most surreal opportunities of my life. And I remember waking up that morning and just being kind of floored, by it happening because it was the craziest booking so i got an email from like my agent on a friday night which never happens I'm like hey are you able to shoot tomorrow and i'm like yeah sure whatever if your model always say yes you'll make time i got no information i had an address and that was it um and i show up and then you kind of start to piece together what's going on and you're at this you know this cool space and all of a sudden, Sierra shows up and you're like, what's happening right now? And
0: Wait, and, you didn't know?
1: No, we, I knew absolutely oh nothing. My God. None yeah, of the models okay. did. We, we knew nothing. And, you know, we got COVID tested before. So it, for some reason, that made it feel real. You know, I show up to a job I'm like, all right, no one passed this line. You got to get COVID tested. And then, you know, I got my little sticker and then I had some coffee. And I'm like, whoa, this is like, this was the kind of the glamour I was thinking modeling would be you know, <laughs> yeah. hair, and, hair and makeup, donuts, coffee, the works. And then it ended. Up, you know, we ended up shooting. You know, for twelve hours, and it was amazing. You know, the models oh my got. God. To, yeah, the models got to meet the clothing. Some of the best photographers in the world were there, and you know, it was after wrap. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, on to the next one. I didn't think I'd be seeing images. I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll see one in like six months. You know, maybe the Instagram page will tag me or something. And then two weeks later, you know, I'm I, I think my mom texts me because I think. Hefner had posted kind of like a discreet photo of everyone. Um, it's that group photo of us all with, with Sierra. And my mom was like, Hey, do you mind if I repost this? I'm like, ah, I don't think you're allowed to. Cause you know, we had to sign some stuff. So kind of be discreet about it. And then 10 minutes later it's in Vogue, it's in Forbes, it's in GQ oh phone God. calls. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Wait, it was one of the crazy. better. Feelings. Yeah. It was one of the better feelings I've had in this industry. Um, and it was cool. It was definitely cool. It was a very amazing experience.
0: That is absolutely insane. A lot of people just are hoping for like a surprise birthday party. And I love that you got a surprise Vogue shoot.
1: Yeah. I, like
0: it's amazing.
1: I was so happy to just have like the, the bar was so low for me. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe Sierra will post one of the photos. And that would be really neat. I'm like, that, right. that would be the peak of my career. And then all of a sudden, you know, all the models are in a group message because, that was the most fun part, meeting all the new models. But like that morning, everyone's just sending links and screenshots and just screaming Vogue at each other, and
0: as you should.
1: Yeah, very surreal. Well,
0: congratulations again on that, because that is that's huge.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you.
0: What do you think is the best part about modeling?
1: The best part about modeling. So that answers. It's got some layers because on the front end, I think, like in this industry, it's really fun to. I don't, it's fun to feel pretty for sure. And for me, modeling helped a lot with self-confidence because that was an area in which I struggled a lot as a, as a kid. So my favorite part about modeling right now is that it kind of allows me to be the confident person that I want to be beyond that. Uh, I have such a huge passion for, for clothing and fashion, and I'm really hoping to goose step my career into more of that direction. So the best part I would say is being able to you walk into a studio or you walk into a job and you see your wardrobe and you kind of almost get to you get to create a character based on the clothing. You know what I mean? You get to be like, okay, so how how do I want to hold myself? What does this brand represent? How can I portray that for them? I think that's a fun little exercise to be like, all right, like how do I rep the clothes the way they're meant to?
0: That's a really cool spin on it. And I've actually never heard anybody describe it like that. So I think that that is a really cool way to look at it.
1: Thank you. I mean, above all else, too, like, I don't know, like, it's fun to say you're a model, you know?
0: I do try to have a lot of realness on the podcast because the entertainment industry is very highly publicized and glamorized and it is flashy and fancy and all those things. But also like it definitely has its challenges as well. So I do try to show a lot of that on the oh, podcast. Yeah. However, that is a really good point And I don't really know if anybody has brought it up, but it is really fun. <laughs> Entertainment is a fun industry to be in. And that's why everyone that works in it does work in it. Because for you, it's fun to be a model. For me, I love being able to show my little career span and get backstage at the festivals. It is fun and flashy. It's also real and hard, though.
1: Oh, I mean, if you want realness, I have, you know, realness stories.
0: Yes, that segues right into the next question, which is what is the worst part about modeling? So take it away.
1: It's... It's not the worst, but it, it's real, especially for me. You're going to hear no a million times. You're going to do jobs that you don't like doing. Not every job is is vogue with Sierra. Sometimes it's working. Most of the time it's working with Amazon now, um, standing in rooms with people who do not like you or who don't want to talk to you, waking up early, which I guess isn't too bad. But I guess in any career, if your job is to put yourself out there, whether it's podcasting or acting or music, There's so much self-doubt going on. And for me, for the longest time, there was like a huge dry spell when I was not getting work. And I was hearing, you know, no from photographers. Photographers were like, yeah, no, you're not our style. I don't like your look. Um, You're too this. You're not enough that. And it's it's like dehumanizing. And that that bleeds into your life where your self-worth now becomes how you look. And I think that's a really, really hard tightrope to walk, especially in this industry where You're supposed to look your best and there are people telling you like straight up, like, I don't like the way you look. And there's nothing you can do about that. So it's it's definitely hard. Like hearing no is one thing, but someone being like, Yeah, I don't like your face is a lot. Like that that's a lot.
0: I really have a lot of respect for models because you have to be very mentally strong in order to be a model, because the entire job is essentially about how you look. And I'm sure that it's extremely easy to get into comparisons, which obviously are never good. How do you deal with the external pressure that comes along with modeling?
1: So, I mean, this may be entirely specific and it might sound a little bro-y, but I grew up, I grew up playing sports, like my entire life playing sports. So the best way I cope with any sort of pressure, especially in this career, is kind of having a sports mentality when it comes to just like, I'm going to try my best, I'm going to work my hardest, and I'm going to deliver when I need to deliver. But if someone's faster than me and stronger than me or or better looking, it's just on to the next one. you got to brush it off. You have to have thick skin and like not internalize it because I'm also super fragile. I'm soft. So at the beginning of my career, hearing no so much and kind of the meanness and the viciousness of the industry, I was like, I was a very sad boy. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. I thought it would all be pretty pictures and everyone hugging. But
0: Tyra Banks, you scammer. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, my method will work differently for other people. Some, a lot of the most famous models I've met and everyone that does runway, what I respect about them is they don't care. It's just a job. You know what I mean? You know, they walk down for East St. Laurent or like, you know, Rick Owens or Julius and they're like, I'm just pretending I'm walking like through subway or I'm walking through like the grocery store. And I think that's really respectable as people who just don't care. And for some reason, that mentality will get you the farthest. Like you can enjoy what you're doing. Um, But manage your expectations.
0: I feel like that's important to kind of talk about too, though. It's hard, I would imagine, because beauty is very subjective. Like, what is beauty? Not to be cheesy, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? For sure. It's weird that we have entire industries based around what other people think is pretty or beautiful. Food for
1: thought. Yeah, no, and I, I definitely have something for that. A big breakthrough moment for me in my career was... I was always pressured to lose weight, which is fine. I mean, I guess that's, it's an industry thing. But when I was losing weight, I was upset because I wasn't looking a certain way. Or when I would take photos, I'm like, why don't I look a certain way? And I realized that a lot of the standards in which I was holding myself to were based on people who look nothing like me, uh, both ethnically, culturally, and like, whatever. So a big moment for me was being like, wow, I look exactly how I should look, you know, and there's someone out there that will like that. But I can't Uphold these beauty standards that were set by people who don't know me um who don't come from the same background as me and like don't have the same blood as me. Uh, example, I have a really broad chest. like that's kind of just something that I have. and in modeling, I hated it. And then I think like again, in a mom story, she's like, you just have a strong <laughs> chest because that's We
0: the- love moms yeah, we love moms
1: yeah, and it's just like just realizing that you know, my body is also a representation of, you know, my ancestors and, and people I'm proud of, people I love. So why should I just be so harsh on it when like, I'm exactly how I should look, if that makes sense. I' Sorry to get yeah kind of corny and philosophical with you, but that was a big breakthrough
0: moment. No, no. That is a really important point to point out that everybody is different and everybody is meant to be exactly the way that they are. I mean, that point just isn't really brought up very much. And I think it's really important. Yeah. So I'm glad that you went there.
1: Yeah. Celebrating difference for sure. And I think that's, No big brands are listening to me right now, but the name of the game is like you have you have to change beauty standards because the rest of the world already is like we've seen the Timothy Chalamet looking dude forever, and people are kind of over it. So you know, embrace difference, embrace who you are, and understand that you know we're all different, and we need to celebrate individual beauty rather than creating this universal script for what makes someone beautiful.
0: Especially too, I think a lot of. Media and entertainment in general is all based out of and produced by the United States Which prides itself on being a melting pot full of diversity so it is a little confusing that there hasn't been more representation earlier But like you said though, I do think that it is kind of trending towards getting there, which is a good thing yeah, also You were talking about putting yourself out there and having those jobs where you do have to kind of go out of the box, but I kind of just thought of this. Do you think... I'm going to say something and then you tell me if you have seen this too. I have noticed whether it's music or modeling or starting like a bikini brand, I feel like there's almost this weird embarrassment almost at the beginning and people are kind of like, oh, I don't really know what to do with this and I feel like there's a weird gap because then once you get to extreme fame or extreme success everyone's like oh my god like you're so amazing but i do think that it's a bit odd that the beginning phase of people's careers is shamed in a way or maybe i'm just
1: seeing no that. you're oh you're absolutely right like cuz people are only excited for you after you do it right there's there's no there's it's not a very uplifting community being a creative and i really hope that starts to change but like i definitely remember early on in my career when I was shooting constantly and I remember I ran into someone like a party and they were like, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to school and I'm like kind of modeling. They go, Oh, you're a model. And I'm like, kind of. And they're like, well, I just thought you took pretty, I just thought you took pretty photos all day. And I'm like, okay. Like it's, it's weird. People definitely don't like you on the come up and will praise you on the back end. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard.
0: I've just been kind of noticing that. But I just do think that it's so weird that everybody, everybody wants to know a rock star. Everyone wants to know a supermodel, but nobody wants to help you get there. And I just think it's a little bit suspicious.
1: Absolutely. But that's, you know, in in a way, what's great about starting out is you get to learn who your real friends are. And, true, you know, the people that are, you know, reposting your podcast or listening to it or people who are, you My know,
0: writers. Yeah, Love you guys.
1: absolutely. Like any, anyone who's with you on the come up is someone worth keeping around. And it's really important to take stock in the people that were there with you while you're just like grinding towards whatever it is.
0: So, with modeling, I know that it used to be kind of like a short-lived career, Mm -hmm. but now things are changing a little bit, um, and you kind of mentioned that you want to pivot your career a little bit more into, like, fashion and clothes. Mm -hmm. So, what do you see yourself doing with your modeling career in that sense?
1: I really don't, like, in all honesty, I don't know. Um, This this is one of those things where it's just kind of like one foot in front of the other, and um i like i said i'm moving and getting some new representation down in la um but i i have a few things that i want to do but there aren't like they aren't careers like i would love to be in uh rihanna's fashion show uh that's definitely a top of my list
0: if you ever get through to her let me know
1: absolutely absolutely um i would also like to do runway um but like there's not like you said there's not a lot of longevity to modeling so my pivot has to I, I do want to be in entertainment. Um I have, you know, I have a side business that I'm doing that is fun. It pays the bills, but I would love to to explore my options. And that's one thing that's tough living in Seattle is there's not a lot of like, options to explore. It's not like being in New York or LA when, you know, you could be like, oh, let's let's try stand-up or let's try acting or writing. You know, there's not a lot of that here. So I'm really hoping uh modeling helps get me to the next stage, whatever that may be. I don't even know what it looks like, but I'm open to it and I'm just trying to move forward.
0: Well, LA is the best place in the world to do that. I know that you are super into fashion. So have you seen any fashion trends that you're super into lately or any fashion trends that you extremely dislike?
1: Um, Fashion trends. So I have the weirdest taste in clothing um i i almost do that specifically because like i my biggest pet peeve is when people try to bite your style i try my best to wear like kind of niche fashion clothing um but in terms of trends i love that jordan's are fully back in the zeitgeist and culture like because there was there was like a dark age for jordan and it was kind of around you know the yeezy period when kanye broke the world jordan's weren't that cool anymore but yeah now i love that you know the the dunks are back and the the ones are back and um what's crazy is uh my mom is super young and 90s fashion and early 2000s fashion is popping right now. Um so it's crazy seeing people dress like how I saw my mom dress when I was younger, so I do dig right? throwback style for sure. But I guess dislikes, I don't know. I, I it will never be a part of hype beast culture. If that's your thing then I respect it and if it looks great on you it looks great but like the kids that are in like the loan and the Stussy and that are just dripped to the nines with like Supreme and bait. It's just not me. You kind of look like a race car, but <laughs> if that's your steez, then that's your steez.
0: That's funny. That's actually crazy. Cause I used to work one of my first jobs at school. I worked at a Boba shop. And everyone that used to come into the store was a hype beast. And I would look so crusty dusty because I would literally run there from class. And everyone would come in in full supreme head to toe. And I was like, oh, this is super awkward. <laughs> also for the shoes, I agree. I like the Jordans, but I am a little bit upset. Unpopular opinion. I love Phila's. I think that they were the best thing that's happened in the last decade. They're so comfy and I thought that they were so cute and they went with everything. So I am a little bit bummed that those are less popular now. And also Adam Myers, if you're listening to this, stop bullying me for the dino stompers.
1: Thing. <laughs> well, hold on to them. Cause they're going to come back again.
0: Bring back Felas 2021. Okay. One more fashion trend that I do want to talk about. This is kind of becoming a little bit more mainstream. Um, What do you think about genderless fashion? Because I I personally kind of feel like fashion is meant to be a way of expression. And I love that Harry Styles did his cover. I think it was for Vogue, right? In the dress. I love that he's breaking norms and everything. And I think that genderless fashion is a really cool idea that... We are kind of making a little bit more mainstream. I'm actually rocking some genderless sweatpants that I got from Nordstrom right now. They're very, very comfy, and I highly recommend anybody that's listening, go get them. They're from BP, and they're really, really comfy.
1: Yeah, it's definitely really interesting to see. I mean, it, it's it's nothing new. Um, pop icons for generations have been doing kind of the more androgyny. Um, I mean, just look at, like, you know, Prince. but. I mean, also too, Young Thug uh, did his cover for I forgot whatever album that is. Give me one oh, second.
0: Oh yeah, I totally forgot Young Thug.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I I would say I really am a proponent for fluidity within fashion. Um, I'm a big fan, um, and I as as identity movement progresses, I definitely would love to just see more walls broken between what is acceptable and what's not. Um, or even Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, Bunny I think, did a whole oh, video. Oh, yeah.
0: Bad Bunny does the best.
1: Um, but I guess to answer your question, I love it. It's been around forever. I'm glad that it's. I mean, it usually takes it. It took someone like Harry Styles for it to become like a, like a cool conversation. Where people are like okay with it, but it's nothing new. You know, people have been doing it for yeah. generations, and other cultures have done it better than than others. But I definitely am a proponent for it just because like fashion's expression right so dress however you want to dress and I definitely feel like I would look great in like a maxi skirt like
0: oh Tyson I'm gonna stop you right there we not that you shouldn't express yourself however you want but we cannot bring back maxi skirts I'm sorry I'm drawing the line <laughs>
1: that's fair I thought they were the coolest thing in high school.
0: Um, my last question for you, this is my favorite question to ask. So working in entertainment, we put ourselves into some odd situations that people who work outside of the industry might not experience. So with that being said, do you have any embarrassing stories from your modeling career thus far that you would like to share?
1: Yeah, I have a few. I mean, some aren't like as embarrassed. Let me think. There's there's a few good ones. I'm trying to think that are, if they're appropriate or not. Like there's always the, <laughs> okay. There's always the odd casting or uh, oh. like yeah. I don't know. Like I think I oh I I <laughs> had I had a, I had a uh, audition with Wilhelmina. Like they they came uh-huh. like a scout came and they wanted to meet me by name and I was so extremely nervous and I guess it's not that embarrassing as a story, but like I was. Such a mess. I I don't have a stutter. I was stuttering. Um, palms were sweaty. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Like full on. It was bad. But I guess another embarrassing story. Did
0: you just call Eminem? I sure did. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> right.
1: Um. Uh. I guess th- this one happens pretty consistently. Um. So a lot of times people will take my photos from Instagram and use them on dating apps. Um. Uh, to catfish. So oh. one of my family friends found me on Grinder. Like a family friend was like, Hey, your son's on Grindr. And and it wasn't like a cool situation. Like they told my parents, like, hey, your son's on this app. And I had to kind of explain to my parents what catfishing is. It sounded like such a good excuse if I were on Grindr. So it just right. it seems so incriminating. Like, no, that's not me. Someone just stole my photos and explaining that to parents that are like, You can't steal photos. They're on the internet. The internet's yeah. perfect. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's so funny. Anyways, you just gotta take it as a compliment.
1: Yeah, I, I just hope whoever's using those photos are is getting more action than I am. Like, just use full permission. Use them. Do your thing. Godspeed.
0: Go ahead. Just spit some good game. Well, I think that's pretty much all I have for you. If you have any final advice that we didn't already cover, now is the time to spill it.
1: Just do exactly what we want to do. I know that sounds very broad, but everyone listening right there who has a hidden passion or something they've never done, but they've wanted to do, just do it. Take the first step and just dive into it because there's only so much time we have on this planet. If you're worried about you know people judging you or the perception of others or your family, whatever, just do it because people are going to talk regardless. So might as well give them something worthwhile to talk about, right?
0: now is a great time to explore and experiment because you do have a fantastic excuse. You literally don't have to see anybody because it's quarantine. Just don't leave your house. All right. Well, Tyson, that is all I have for you. Thank you for coming on the show. I feel like you really dropped a lot of knowledge. Before you go, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Thank you so much for having me. First of all, Instagram, tyty48. Hopefully, I'll be doing some more career moves soon. Uh, i'll be in la starting february 14th happy valentine's day so everyone is hearing this if you want to have a socially distanced play date i'll be there
0: (laughs) perfect all right guys thanks so much for listening to the episode don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on apple Podcasts, and you want to leave me a rating and a review it would really help me out make sure you're also following clock and vibe out on instagram to stay up to date with the latest episodes i will be back next week with another episode